I'm really honoured, and um, I've I've known Coach for quite a long time. Um, he he gave me my first contract out of school, so I met him um, be, um, before all of this, and uh, and he knows where I come from. You know, these kind of opportunities you don't really dream about, and I'm really happy, and and I'm excited. I'm also very nervous. Um, I'm not gonna lie about it, um, but I, I have confidence in, in my teammates. Um, I have a confidence in my teammates that they will support me in the time like this. And I know there's a lot of guys who've led before who I can always lean on, which is something I'm counting on. And and I'm grateful for the fact that the coach, all he wants for me to do is just to play my game and give my best in the field. And you know, and the whenever um, I need helping, I'll go to my other teammates. I'm not that kind of guy who wants to be seen as the one in charge. I'm always looking for help from others and I'm willing to let other players lead in ways that I can't do it. So I'm very nervous but really excited. That was Siam Tanda Kolisi, the Springbok captain for the 2019 Rugby World Cup, speaking about the meaning of leading the country at the biggest global rugby showpiece. We have a bumper Rugby World Cup special for you this time around. The Springbok World Cup squad was named at Multi-Tourist City in Randburg on Monday and I was there to record a special episode featuring former Bulls lock Fudge, Mtunzi Fudge Mabeta, sports analyst Lunga Kupiso, the Rigo Bay, as well as Sunday Times sports writer Kanyiso Kaimoriza Chwakustan Chwaku. It was one hell of an extravaganza. We've heard from the captain. Now let's hear from the coach. Rassi Erasmus. I was sitting there today and I was nervous. Um, I know I'm not the best, the world's most best public speaker, uh, and I know my English is not the greatest in the world. Uh, and and I'm sitting there um, and, and and knowing that people are talking about the Springboks and, and people are, and I'm talking about positive stuff and negative stuff and debating team selections and, and debating debating game plans and who should play wing. And I love it. I love it that people are talking about the Springbok team. And, I, and, and I love it that people talk about our responsibility and that there's expectations and, and we are talking about it frequently because for, for us, you know, for, for we call it the main thing, let the main thing stay the main thing and that is playing rugby well and training well and playing well on Saturdays. And I feel, not to be uh, boasting, but I feel that's what we should be good at, you know, playing, coaching well and playing well on Saturdays. And, and I'm not saying we're doing it well currently, we're trying to do it well. And I'm proud of that, that, that people are, are talking about that again. And that make, makes me nervous that now the expectation is there and, and we want to recreate that. And we want to go next week to Japan and play against Japan and, and try and, and, and overturn the Brighton game. And that makes me nervous. And then the first game against the All Blacks. Uh, and, and, but, but it also makes me a hell of a proud, you know, because we've got this opportunity. But, but you know, it, um, it's, it, it's something that, doesn't come around a lot, especially as a head coach. So um, uh, you know, it gives you sleepless nights and makes you nervous. And hell no, um, I, and I also know it's, that doesn't stay there for a long time. You know, uh, um, and and we're working really hard. And and for us, it's it's all about rugby. You know, I've, I've heard some other slogans where people say it's more. For us, it's all about rugby. It's all about rugby, and uh, we know we can inspire in many other ways, uh, off the field and. I don't know with slogans and stuff, but for us it's the way we play. Uh, and then the nice thing comes, uh, you know, all the nice, all the nice spinners come from that. And we we really want to try and, and and make the nation proud by the way we play, and and that makes me proud. Yes, it makes me very proud. Man, oh man, 
Rusty Erasmus has this calming influence. When you're in the room with him, you feel quite at ease. It's almost as if you're not speaking to the Springbok coach, but a normal rugby man. That's probably why he's been so successful as Bok coach so far. They are unbeaten in 2019. And of course, they won the rugby championship for the first time in 10 years since it was then known as the Tri-Nations. But before we get into the meat of this special episode, let me get some formalities out of the way. And it is an England double for the upset and playmaker of the week england beating australia in the third ashes test by one wicket this came after they were dismissed for just 67 runs in their first innings and the playmaker obviously goes to the man who guided them to that victory which is ben stokes for his unbelievable 135 runs not out in that third test victory incredibly England were still 73 runs behind the target Australia set them for victory when the ninth wicket fell and somehow the Stokes magic kicked in and he guided his team to one of the most incredible victories in test cricket history. And before I move on, let me do a quick shout out to Mamelodi Sundowns, Masandawana and TS Galaxy who advanced to the next stages of the CAF Champions League as well as the CAF Confed Cups respectively. Now, without any further ado, let's tuck into the Springbok squad announcement. Guns, Guns. an essential tool in self-protection or a catalyst for criminality. CliffCentral.com presents GunCast, a podcast that unpacks the divisive issue of gun ownership in South Africa. Join legal expert Martin Hood as he hosts a series of talks with both sides of the gun lobby. Whether you support the right to carry guns or you believe they're a destructive tool that society could do without, GunCast will enlighten and challenge you in equal measure. Find GunCast now on the CliffCentral app, on CliffCentral.com or wherever you get your podcasts. been a humdinger of a day yeah humdinger. it certainly it has been if you are hearing a little chitter chatter clinger clanger sipper sapper it's because we are at the springbok <laughs> world cup squad announcement chilling at what i think is the vvip um yeah. with me is lunga the rigo bay yes Upiso, as well as ntunzi fudge my better. And um, I think, yeah, gentlemen, it's been quite a day. There was no, no Murele uh, yes, yeah. this time around. <laughs> it it um, did kind of miss, you know, that that element of it. Like somebody who's got personality because uh, yeah. with all due respect, uh, Mark Alexander was, oh my God, he was, as, <laughs> he was as dry as the Kalahari in the middle of winter <laughs> with a windstorm happening around. Um, you know, Quijo squad tried. Uh, yeah, the Quijo squad was there. Yeah. It is Mark Alexander's style. He's dry, you know. He is, yeah. he is a dry, yeah, sort of very serious. We miss Mr. Rasmataz. <laughs> we miss Mr. Rasmataz, but it was a... It was of a, course. You know what? It's good to have a normal send-off once in a while. You know, <laughs> sometimes I feel like we put these ticket tape parades um, way in front of the tournament, the yeah. actual tournament, and... 
to just announce the squad and send them off. Yeah. And like, you know what I really enjoyed as well, you mentioning that. I think it actually allowed the players to enjoy themselves a little bit. You know, there were some so, guys yeah. dancing. I don't know if you saw Trevor Yankarane yeah. doing his dance yeah. there. Skunk Fresh had a little something, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know, I felt like it was a good connection between the crowd and the players, yeah. you know, which was, which was really awesome to see nice. as well. Yeah, yeah guys. Um, so, the squad, I'll start with you, Fudge. What do you think? Without a doubt, the strongest team was selected. Yeah. I think there's no 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 pundit can 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 really question that. One or two positions, maybe people will be questioning the form going into into this World Cup, whether or not they can really be um, up for it. Kwaka Smith playing, you know, not really being a specialist, and then also Galant. Maybe there's some question marks, you know, there as well. But ultimately, who else do you pick? I think that Rassi's choice was made easy by the players' performances, especially this year, leading up yeah. to things unbeaten, yeah. eh? Yeah. Um, put it this way: the players that are getting the tickets to go to Japan had the kind of year that, as any rugby player who mm. plays the game professionally, you wish to have yeah. before a selection is made. Spot on. Um, yeah. and, and what his squad, for me, mostly signifies is the intention to win the World Cup. Yeah. Forget everything else, we are going there to win the World Cup. Yeah. Um, just the squad that Rasi did announce, well, it was announced by the president of SA Rugby, Mark Alexander. It went like this, and this I think is an alphabetical order. The forwards were Skalk Britz, Lodi Yacha, Peter Seftetoit, Evan Etzebeth, Stephen Kitsoff, Vincent Koch, Siakolisi, Francois Lowe, Francois Herber, Malcolm Marx, Bungim Bonambi, Franco Mostert, Tendai the Beast, Mdawarira, Trevor's Nyara Nyara, Nyagane, Waka Smith, Arkas Neyman, Dwayne Vermeulen, and the backs were Lukanyo Am, Demindia Lende, Fafti Clark, Warwick Haland, Alton Yankees, Herschel Yankees, Cheslin Colby, Jesse Creel, Vili Leroux, Makazole, Mapimpi, Sbu, The Black Swan, Ngosi, Andre Pollard. <laughs> I guess the Black Swan <laughs> is speaking now. And Franz Dane. So that's the, that's the full squad. I, I, shall I give my, my, my little two cents? How does Damien Dialende keep on just squeezing his way into into the box yeah. uh, look for me it equals one thing number one the other players don't have the specialist coaches mm. at the unions because there are a lot of other there's so much more potential in yeah. players that yeah. could have that could have put their hands up for that position yeah. but did they really raise their hands high enough it's questionable bro did they really do enough to kick Damien Dalenda out yeah. you know and the question then becomes okay so can we risk it at the greatest rugby stage then replacing Damien Dalenda with a maybe he'll step up? You, you, you understand yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? With Damien, he, we know his weaknesses, we know his strengths. We hope he's not going to be weak, but then we do have a Jesse Creel. Has he played inside centre enough? There's so many questions to ask. Got a Franz Stein as well. He proved to be decent enough, yeah. you know, and and as far as I'm concerned, maybe also he has the intellectual property, Franz Stein as well, to be comfortable, for you to be comfortable to yeah. replace, you know, Damien, but hey man, I don't think anyone did enough to kick out Damien, and I think a player like him, with enough, with so much to prove, yeah. is 
he adds there's a bit of danger there yeah. you know you just don't know what you get out of him well i hope that is the case and i hope that happens to be true that because he knows that a lot of people have this expectation on him mm. and and really happy about him being there he goes out to prove a point um i hear mm. you and mm. i'll heed to your call that it's mm. not so much what he has done but mm. what the other guys who had the opportunity to be in his place didn't do when they had the opportunity you know andre esterhazen chance of to chance Never and we had it yeah just Never he just didn't you know he also um, didn't, it didn't help him also his ill discipline you, you understand yeah, what i'm saying yeah. it just makes him even more riskier you know also he doesn't offer you anything other than the 12 i mean at a push you can move them in around yeah. the backline yeah. at wing and and what not and i yeah. think that's why france france stain was eventually in the team because mm. you can move certainly move him around to full mm. back center fly half but um i think with guys like damien everyone kind of knows that he can do a whole lot better yeah. for the springboks it's not a matter of he isn't a good player mm. it's just a matter of his style of rugby isn't isn't as, as effective as it should be as often as it should mm. be. and then on that point yeah, great yeah, points yeah. you just made now i think on that point as well you need a bit of time and unfortunately look on your arms injury didn't really allow yeah. him the time to get that combination going yeah, right yeah, i think yeah. a player like damian needs to be get used to his outside center communication is key that's why his defense has been under scrutiny for so long you know yeah. and it, it will always be because you move together you know it might seem like damian dalenda is missing a tackle but in actual fact maybe his outside center isn't reading it properly or communicating properly so it does take time for combination to come together so un- unfortunately in the combination positions it seems like rasi was also forced to just choose out of skill you know yeah. to just school out of skill and, and performance say, okay, look, you know i'm just going to put two good players two decent players on the park together yeah. and hope they and and hope and hope magic do you have any other option you know he's been there've been there've been, been a few injuries in critical positions you know Marcel Coutier who looked really good now as well yeah, you know yeah. um, it's, it's it's a bit of a weird one with the injuries yeah. that hit the box eh like one gets the the feeling that they really hit the box at the wrong time worst possible to time. to the yeah. point where we yeah. we we kind of had to make quick makeshift decisions mm. in terms of who's going to come in and 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 don't, fill those don't, spots don't forget brah rasi has only been in charge 18 months in total but they've actually played it was a year ago that he played his first game that was against england at, at ellis park in that amount of time i think he's he's, he's wasted a few valuable caps thomas tutoit never had it for me mm. in a box jersey andre esther has would have been great to see lizo koboga would have been so mm. great mm. to mm. see mm. Sad to see him not in there, but ah, look, Rasi also he mentioned it as well. You know, it was painful to leave out you know, a couple of players. The unfortunate thing is that you get, you get a few Nigerian Yankee who started everything. Yeah. Only player to do so mm. misses out mm. because of injuries. We'll leave everything mm. else out uh, because it's still up for conjecture by yeah. the time we 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 put this out. But you know, those kind of things I felt that kind of forced Rasi's hand. Yeah. Yeah. you know to say that i need to make quick decisions yeah. and i need to make them now yeah. you know everyone loves a combination that's played together 50 100 tests you know mm. but you're not going to get a jean de villes jacques ferry every day yeah. uh you're not going to get the sharks front row that used to be yanni b beast and bismarck every day you know guys who who just get time in yeah. as, a, as a combination you know so this is the hand uh rusty's dealt and i think he's the kind of coach that can deal with this kind of hand take Exactly. Take a, a team midway through if someone else's four-year tenure, 
put, in, put in the ten things together. around. Yeah. Really, this is this is what it was. Let's not pretend as if that, that he was here <laughs> six years, four, six years ago. No, he came here as the guy. Well, he did get eight years. years. Ago, can you get a team together mm. that will compete mm. in two years? And he's done it. Mm. He's done it. Imani, so where does the David Miller of rugby play? Is he coming in as a specialist twelve or a thirteen? Dear David Miller, look, if David Miller is listening, I still think he's a quality cricketer, just hasn't done it for the proteas when we need it. Uh, so you do get, you, you you do you get the... Say, which you can say for a lot of players, has AB De Villa's done it at a major tournament for the proteas? Exactly. Anyways, we exactly. move Good right question. along. Exactly. You know what, actually, let's put Riggs on the spot. He's, yeah. he's done it to us now. Yes, yes. So, in actual fact, who do you put there instead of Damien Dialende? With a straight face. Anyone but Dialende. Okay, uh, okay, okay. There we go. That is not strategic for me, enough. For me, uh, and, and I, I asked Rassi straight up mm. about it, mm. was, was would you play Lukanyo Am and Jesse Krill together as a midfield? And mm. as soon as he took that off the table completely, he said, nope. I would rather bring in Van Steen. I would rather play Andre Pollard. I would rather exhaust Damien and Andre Essehazen. That's four options before he uh, even see, thinks I... about Lukanyo Arm and Jesse Creel. And I put it to him, to the man, and there's nothing more he can say yeah. about that. That was my only They're covered. 13. And they are covered. I shut the door on that. I was like, okay. He's right, tried it. We accept. Sure, I accept. Yeah, 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 He's tried it. Up, We've seen Andre at inside him. center and he didn't look too bad. If he didn't you, look too shabby, yeah. You, you must understand, Rassi also knows how to get the best out of players. Cheson Colby is another one. The best out of players defensively and on attack. He knows how to fit them into a game plan. Outside center is, very, is a very important position because of the communication to the wingers mm. and the fullback. Now, that there, the fullback linking with the line, all of the game plans, the timing of it, it all depends. You need to be a specialist outside center. Conrad Smith with Mahanonu. We've seen these things before, you know. Very difficult, very difficult when you put Lukanyo Am on the inside. Jesse Krill and the Islander, I just don't think, have that um, specialist 13 instinct. Jean de Villiers is another great yeah. example. We never really saw him playing inside center. They kept him at that outside center position. So, it's. I don't think they, anyone stuck up their hands. And I think... Um, you will struggle as much as you're not a fan, Riggs. Yeah. You will struggle to actually find someone who could replace it. Well, I think this is pretty simple. Uh, Dialenda is going to the World Cup. Yeah. And now that he is on that uh, plane to Japan, I want him. I need him yes. to be the best version of himself. Yes. So he has my support. Yes. Uh, despite me uh, querying whether or not he is the best we can produce in that, spo- in, in that space. And I think the rest of the South African rugby fraternity must... Um, Pay attention to your remarks in terms of the specialist coaches in our unions. Yeah. What are they doing to develop specialist players in specific critical roles? Yes. Uh, but for now, Dialende is what we have, and I believe in him no, for this World Cup. And look, myself as well, I think, you know, being someone who loves storytelling, it couldn't have been a better story. He's got everyone to prove wrong. Yeah. Everyone to yeah. prove wrong. And, yeah. and that, in that inside center position, you need true grit. You need to be willing to make the tackles. You need to be willing to do the hard work, mm. you know. And I think when, you're, when your back's against the wall and you've got no other option, the best that's, thing to do is when, to deliver. That's when and you bring it. We, yeah. we have been spoilt in that position as well, as mm. as you made mention of it. Mm. Uh, of uh, we have been spoilt, and I mean, if if you look at the career of Eugene de Villiers, uh, 
what what were we expecting in terms of the transition because you find something good you run with it for as long as you can yeah. and it always becomes difficult then to find a replacement once exactly. again go to a Jacques Fauré exactly. you know after all Jacques Fauré we struggled to accept anyone else who came in in his in his post so my favorite uh, David Barry and Marius Juppé hey and they played in high school together you know you know you yeah. know you know what I'm saying so it's a it's a very difficult position. Unfortunately, it's also very vital um, in terms of how the the game swings. Yeah. And uh, I I think um, I think Dalinda is going to prove everyone wrong. And I'd be nice. I'd be nice, Faj. You have more faith in him than me, but uh, <laughs> I'm willing to back him because once again we are stronger together. Exactly. <clears throat> okay. So let's um, expand it to maybe a few of the surprise. Um, elements. I don't know if, if, if anyone was surprised. Uh, Warwick Halant squeezing into that team. Fudge. Um, okay. Let me let me first start with my two cents. Let me start with my two cents. Mm-hmm. I felt that the option was for 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 Rassi to either stack up with the loose forwards where we are, aside from Peter Steph to tour it, Dwayne Vermeer and, and Sia we're weak outside of that because Flo covers uh, six and, 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 and eight. No specialist eight. Kwaka is a six, but not really a traditional six. Mm. No other seven except for uh, uh, Peter Steff. And I mean, they'll, they'll probably try one of the locks uh, and lure to somebody else in the event of a crisis. So I know Arena Dalstad is not at the top of your Christmas list, <laughs> but I really thought. No respect him. I played against him many rower, times. Him being a former second rower, mm. line out option, mm. can 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 bring the physicality. This is a World Cup after all, and mm. you don't want to send a physically um, inept Springbok squad, you know, uh, because mm. you're gonna get found out uh, when when crunch time is there at Yokohama I really really felt strongly felt that Rasi would lean on the extra forward rather than the extra fullback cover because it, at, at fullback he had Vili Leroux he had the option of a Cheslin Kobe he had the option of a France Dane he had the option of a Jesse Creel who played there and Jesse might be the long shot but we're talking worst case scenario right so uh, and and Already, it's a matter of where where is he gonna play his wings? What's gonna happen to like Mapimpi, Spungosi, Cheslin? Because with two specialist fullbacks in Vili and Warrenkeland, that means you've got three very good wingers really competing for two positions. So I I think the easiest option to take the burden out of the selection burden out of himself would have been to take away one of the specialists Haaland and add a, 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 an add bulk in the forwards. But mm. that was just me. Mm. We opted to bring in Haaland. <laughs> good analysis. Balance it, eh? balance it out with, um, <laughs> by having Guaja Smith there and Flo mm. as as the backup Lucy's. There was only five Lucy's mm. going in. Mm, only five back rowers. That's very said, that's very rare. And, and there's no other blind side cover. Mm, there's no other blind side cover. You know, at least if there was a number four lock that could play seven in the squad, like Peter Steph does, plays five and seven, you know. Mm, if we had another mm, one, I would, mm, I would understand. Mm. Maybe if we had a Marvin Ori, I would understand. Mm. But we don't. If we had a Marcel Kutsia, I would understand we mm. don't because of injury. So I don't know how you see it, Fajr. Um ooh. <laughs> he, he, he certainly has a career in law after 
uh, content yes. production. Yes. You've done well in journalism. Yes. You're without, now doing well with doubt. content producing. <laughs> Law is your next one. You know how to state your case. Good luck, my friend. All right. Look, um, I, I, I agree. I agree um, with you to a certain degree. Um, but ultimately, I just don't think that Vali LaRue has been convincing enough. I don't think that Vali LaRue has been convincing enough. I also think that that squad was picked according to the pool we're in. You understand? New Zealand, the, the, the All Blacks. Yes, we've got the All Blacks in mind. Okay, that's that's. Now we can deal with them with the five with the five loose loose um, Lucys that we're we're taking. Right, we can deal with them there. Um, after that, it, you can experiment. You can experiment against yeah. the, the the rest of the pool games. Yes. You know, Namibia, you know, Canada, Canada. Namibia. Really, really, guys. That's not you know. You you can experiment, yeah, and so you give, you know. and so and so the loose trio puzzle. It gets yeah, yeah. it gets figured out then in the next four games, right? In the next couple of weeks, right? In the in, in it. So so I think. I think because look, unless you guys think that he was put there to to um, to bring up the numbers of color or whatever, which is which is which is another which is you know poor, but anyways, you know another opinion or whatever. But I think Warren Holland has done brilliantly. He has shown um, some beautiful pieces of flair. And if Valerio is just not bringing it, yeah. then at least you've got a specialist you can bring in who can still hold the bank for you bring that flair, run his lines, yeah. you, you know what I mean? And he's got, once again, he's got enough time to experiment with that. I think that Warwick Khalant and Vili LaRue are actually going to be competing for that for that position going after... You reckon it's a straight shooter? After, after, after the, the um, round, Robin, after the rounds, the first round, um, and we go into the knockout phases, mm. I think then we will see who of the two will be actually picked to start for us. Because Vili LaRue hasn't been convincing, yeah. has he? Fact. he? He hasn't. And although there have been so many players, and especially the wings, that have put up their hands, yes, you have to take all those wings. But at the same time, you need a front stain there. Intellectual property, he can play that inside center. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And he can play fullback. He's got a good boot on him. He's, he's just a safer option if Warik Haland and Villilaru aren't really doing well. Is, so, is it then a case of experience for Rasi in terms of uh, we're giving Haland the opportunity to come to the World Cup and should he stand up really and say, this is my time? Well, we'll go with him. But if all else fails, we've got Vili who's got, you know, uh, the experience behind him and hopefully that will back his performance as well. Could it also be a combination of that? I think, I think so. And look, if Vili, st- Vili will start, if he, if he doesn't play well or convincingly against New Zealand, I think the, exact, the, the next game Warwick is, play, is starting. And if Warwick does well throughout, yeah. then you stick with Warwick, okay. don't you? you? You understand? If Vili does well, at the beginning, yeah. maybe you give Warwick a chance coming off of the bench. Maybe give him a start, but obviously you want um, Willie to also get that momentum, yeah. you know, that continuity yeah. Yeah. of form. Um, and so, so look, I think Rasi has been very strategic. I like. Um, I do think that in the Lucy's it's going to be very difficult. But we've got Peter Steph to toy. We've got um, also uh, hard workers um, in in uh, what's his name now, Franco. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get Mostert. you the full, Mostert, the full yes. list. Uh, you, you know, I played with him big time. You know, Lourdes so Tayaga. Uh, I, I like him as well. I don't think yeah. his work rate is, is where it needs to be. We've got Archias Neyman. I ah. think he can also fall into that number seven Please position. Don't actually. get slow started look, look, on Archias. I, I thought of Beast. 
absolute Loves beast. It, one of my favorite. He is my favorite no, no, no. player Archia. in the world right now. Actually, wow. Archia. Wow. Um, I absolutely enjoy the way he plays and the way he reads the game. You know. So, he, so in, essentially, it is a blessing that we are starting with New Zealand because we go New Zealand, then it's Namibia, then it's Canada, and our final one is Italy. Mm. So it is a blessing in disguise that we start with the difficult one. We see where we are I lacking. And I then we know. fix it up to give us momentum going into the first know. knockout. I, I would have, I would have rather hit out even even Italy, uh, who they, they even came out to say they can beat the old, the Springboks. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't write it off. No, 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 they're gonna get put away. Um, uh, and uh, the thing is that I would have, I would have liked a game, a run on, maybe put away Canada. But the thing is, we don't need, we don't really need it. I would have liked it. We don't need it because. We don't need to create artificial confidence now. Mm-hmm. Guys have actual real confidence because an unbeaten year, a result against the All Blacks in New Zealand yeah. not so long ago last year, very close one at Loftus. Mm. Last 20 minutes really lost it. How and, great is Elton Janji's been as well and now? come back mm. to make it 16 all. So confidence-wise, we're mm. not short. So might not be a bad idea to meet the All Blacks straight away then it's like boom all right here you are resume hostilities bang let's go and you're talking about Alton he's one of the players that for me bloody oh man he's just been absolutely just the growth of Alton man just the growth of Alton mm. guy who and there was even a I don't I don't even want to uh, validate it by by even mentioning in this here but John Robbie said something where in the game against Argentina, I don't want to validate it, but I just have to address it. Where he says Elton Yanchis has to prove that he can control a Springbok game, and this was at Loftus in that farewell game in that friendly test match. Mm-hmm. I mean, the dude, what more must he every time he gets on the park, must he prove himself every single time? Yeah. He all but put together the game plan that put away the Wallabies in the first game in what everybody assumed was a B team. He made Herschel Yanchis was playing with him at halfback. People forget that. That he was a senior statesman statesman that allowed Herschel Yanchis to do what Herschel Yanchis did. Without a calm head like Elton, you know, he could have been a ball hawk. He could yeah. have wanted Herschel to just give him the ball and make all the decisions. Yeah. But he allowed the kid on debut. Mm. To play his natural game, he would have seen something in training. The coach would have seen something. Okay, you know what? I'm actually putting you two together against the Wallabies at Ellis Park, and then and then I'll take uh, Faf and 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 Andre to 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 New Zealand. Give the guy some credit. Yeah, Give yeah. the guy some credit. He was he was half of that halfback partnership. Yeah. Damn it. There are some players though who will have the opportunity of representing their country at an international stage and just the masses of the country genuinely will not believe that that player belongs there and mm. they will struggle to credit. I mean, if you go at cricket, mm. Temba is that kind of player where he doesn't get the credit he deserves in, in international cricket. And he's actually played some brilliant innings. Uh, same thing here as Elton. I mean, even last year he had some, yeah, he's had some games where he was missing in action, but actually he's had more games where he's been uh, vital in, in the results for the Springboks. And people struggle he was, he to give credit. He was the finishing fly half at, at Wellington last year when Springboks won. He played the last 20 25 minutes and what happened and that's when the the springboks won the game bongin bonambi was one of the finishers these guys deserve credit mm-hmm. 
and there comes a point where they paid their due yeah. to this team. There comes a point where the guy has settled his debt to be in this team, and they deserve at least the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 100%. Elton, Elton, I was speaking to him earlier as well. He just looks like a player who's finally comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. Am I going to say well done to Rasi? Yes, I am going to say well done to Rasi because he knows how to get to players. He knows how to give them that comfortable, comfortability, confidence, you know. And a fly-off without that, a fly-off who has to um, take, a, you know, a whipping from the media and from, from all the yeah. fans who are used to, uh, you know, the Henry Polas, the Nas Puertas, yeah. the Yanni yeah. De Beers, you yeah. know what I mean? The, the classic, you know, good boy sort of look there at fly-off, mm-hmm. solid and predictable in their ways, but also executing brilliantly with their small um, things that they do. Yeah. Uh, Elton Yanchis is more of a flair, flair yeah. player, and we, yeah. they've never gotten support. Yeah. The Earl Roses, you yeah, know, never. You know, Luke Kennedy Timbo is probably really the only one who really got, you know, some support. You know, and even then, it's, it's doubtful, yeah. right? So, so I don't think that he did get the support. And his journey has been an incredible one, and I give him an absolute, absolutely huge credit for him being able to manage himself manage his expectations, yeah. set himself his goals, so yeah. to, to allow him to perform the way he has. It's, it's, it's unbelievable that he's been able, against the current, to get to where he is. And he's given the country so much confidence. And he's one of the big factors that has given us confidence as well. Beautiful going into the World Cup. You know what? I think actually Fudge has touched on something that is very important, which is if you allow the player to be themselves, to be the kind of player that executes their skills the way they did when you saw something special yes, in them, yes. that's when you're going to get the best. And I think South African rugby and South African rugby fans, most of the time, we get caught in this bubble of Nas used to do things like this, so we must therefore stay, stick to that game good, plan. This is how or, a good fly off Yeah, and perhaps you know, that goes for me too. This is how plays. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. It, it, it might go for me well, too that I'm judging Dear Lender on something that I'm used right. to seeing in previous box exactly. in that position exactly. and I'm not just allowing him to be a Dear Lender. So, g- good point. Yeah. Really good point. It goes across the sporting codes as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I touched on Bongi Mbonambi mm. just now. Mm, mm, okay, mm, so mm. the hookers, they were pre- pretty cut and dried yeah. uh, going into this World Cup. Uh, it was obviously Malcolm Marx, mm-hmm. much wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, Bongi Monambi, I think he did well to stick around under much severe criticism. Yeah. And Scott Brits, I mean, there was a toss-up between him, maybe a Skara, maybe even a, a Akar. I think. Akar, you don't feel I think, sorry I think, for Akar. I feel I think, sorry I think, for Akar. Akar did, probably didn't have the attitude to be in part of Rasi's squad. Mm. I don't think he was the kind of player that had. Mm, the mm. attitude of fortitude. I don't think it was an on-field thing that. Got it wasn't about his performance on the pitch. So. Mm. I don't think so. And and you could you could almost tell in the scuffle that they had with uh, Skulk Brits mm. that got physical in the game. Mm. It, it seemed personal, you know. It seemed uh, there was a crash behind. Look, there've been games where players have a, a, a right old go mm. um, at each other. But there comes a point where the the handbags kind of stop. Mm. But that one looked like uh, uh, WrestleMania, dude. Yeah. Looked like Look, it's a tough, it's a tough, <laughs> I think it was a tough, a tough thing for Akar to to accept. You know, and yeah. the acceptance is that you are third in line, mate. Yeah. 
That's it. And yeah. you're not going to take three hookers playing the exact same way. Not a no, chance. No, 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 you're going to take yeah. intellectual property. Why? Because that is more valuable than a third than a third um, string player who could be a second string player, who could be a first string player. You know, you're not taking the third hooker for to be to replace an injury. Sure. You're taking him to add something else to the squad, you know, and to add something else and I don't of think value. That off off field value at all. In fact, I think he might have been even a negative um, uh, uh, influence yeah. uh, attitude wise. You know, because let's let's look at this team, right? The the demeanor of the guys and the fact that they, you know, even in this environment when they were here earlier, they mingled. You know, they were uh, given time to associate with the press. You know, um, I've not in my journalistic career. I've not really had a post like post event where then the Springboks are here and you you you're eating canapés with Springboks and you know you can shake hands <laughs> and I'm greeting Zandile Stikia I'm greeting the the Jerome Manpanya the team doctor and you know Elton's here Herschel's here Herschel Yanchis and you know it, it's relaxed uh, great aura great, great aura. aura you know it's not it's not the fanfare like mm. I said of Morella Mm. But just how relaxed it is, and I don't think Akar was kind of a relaxed, relaxed. Yeah. Player. It really it's, like, it's, a, it's a different way <laughs> to to interpret the the events of Akar's uh, missing out. But yeah, look, perhaps perhaps you've hit the nail on the head that if, calm, if if bro. the composition of the team, yeah, the composition of the team behind the scenes influences what happens on the field. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, it's tough for him. He, I'm sure he believed, and it, it, it's a tough call to make. But I'm sure he believed he performed at stages better than Bongi Bonambi did as well. Um, I think it, it was difficult for him at stages to to have to sit out for Bongi. And and you know these are just look. It's it's a tough spot to be in when you when you're playing. You know, at the top of your game, and in many other countries, you would actually be the starting hooker. And then, unfortunately, because of the competition ahead of you, you just don't get a, a spot. That's when you need to show composure. Right? Will we miss him? Speaking of, um, will we miss him? I hope not. I hope not. And I don't think so. Sculpritz proved what, himself. Sculpritz proved what, that he can perform. Good, yeah, he is a good performer. Yeah. Like, what are we actually missing from the hookers, though? Um, both, have, uh, both the top two starters, Bonambi and, and Marx, heavily criticized on, on their throwing ability. Mm-hmm. But And this is the key thing that I've come to learn. As, as I've looked into why is it that our two premium hookers are not as dependable in throwing as, as, as maybe they should be for international level hookers. And someone, it was Gobani Bo, who introduced to me the, 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 the other side of the coin was that maybe it's the line-out calling, mm. you know. Um, maybe it's the, 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 the mustard. Maybe should, the calling should be with Peter Steff. You know, switch it up because uh, Peter Steph handles the calls at, at Stormers. Franco Mossad had handled them at the Lions. I, I'm not sure if he does it at Gloucester. And and a guy like Marvin Ori also came in, and then suddenly Malcolm Marx's throwing improved. He was a 90% thrower this year. They, they won 90% of their lineups, mm. the Lions, and they didn't have a great season. Mm. And Marvin Ori was the lineout caller. Stormers also had a good lineout. Um, both with Bonambi and Skara 
with Peter Steph calling even at number seven. So Fudge, this is right up your street, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely asked. Yes, and you know what? This I relish right up your street. I relish these opportunities to speak yeah. about the line out. Extremely underestimated in South African rugby. And I'll even go as far as to say world rugby perhaps. Mm-hmm. I don't think that teams I saw it in the SA under eighteen um, internationals mm-hmm. two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Um, not competing um, in your 10 meters from the line, you know, and then exp- and then hoping to not give away a penalty for sacking late, which is a risk. And so the st- the strategy for me is just it's just not making sense. I don't think that um, coaches understand the philosophies of lineouts, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think it does take. I think it does. Philosophy of lineouts. No, no, really. it is. And I think I think you need for for that for that to work. You need to experiment a little bit. You can't stick to the same old rules. We weren't sacking five meters from the line back in my day you know i think that the way you defend a line out needs to needs to evolve as well um and I, look i rate marvin ori big time i'm not a big fan of lord de Yaga's as a as a specialist number five and his line out calling and all of that i think maybe he might be the weak the weak link into when it comes down to line out time um, I do rate Arches Neyman. I've seen him, and I rate Father Franco Mostert as well. In fact, I would even probably go and start one of them instead of Lotte Yaga. Lotte Yaga might even be my fourth string lock in that, four, in that number five position. In that, mm. in that number five mm. position, he might actually be the one coming in last day. You know, because Arches Neyman for me is a better line-out caller. Mm. Um, Franco Mostert for me is a better line-out caller. Mm. And then, Maybe. where's Peter Steph? Where's Marvin? And Peter Steph as well. You know, he's he's a he's a very good lineup. We've seen him at Western Province. But Peter Steph, I don't think will take. Look, I don't know if Peter Steph will be able to take that responsibility at number seven because he's no longer really competing at number seven. You see, right. at number seven, a short lineout, he's out of that lineout. You know, I don't think he can control the lineout fully from right. the number seven position. Yes, he did so even exactly. So yeah. even if he is on the pitch, mm. you still want the number five to be controlling the lineout. Now, right. I think. Right. I think Lewitt will be able to improve. Remember, he did suffer from an injury, yes. so you lose that yeah. connect, you lose that connection with the other players. Mm. So he's changed teams as well. He's now with the Bull Bulls, and so it's it's a. Uh, I think he's gone through. He's, is he with the Bulls now? Yeah. Lewitt? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he might leave at the end of his contract. But yeah, he has and he's, there, you know he's been injured. You know, so <laughs> leaking some stuff so there. <laughs> so, so look, I think a hundred percent. I agree with what Utobani shared with you that it, it is it can be about the the calling it's not always just about the hookers throw-ins i think that's what, correct what what is the one critical thing that we need to get right in order to make sure that we are competing in our lineouts you, you you look you need to have a you need to have a trust and you need to have combinations you know your 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 lock needs to understand the props mm. props are a big factor in the lineup because they are they are in the lineout from a four man all the way to a full lineout they they stay in that lineout you know it's the flankers who move in and move out so their lifting isn't that important so props lifting has to they need to understand their lock they need to have a relationship especially and the lock then needs to still have a good relationship with the hooker who's throwing it in mm. you know so and those things take time to build they take time to build, and it takes a certain kind of player to be able to bring that really quickly. Um, also, coaching. 
as well. So, look, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. You look at the other sides, um, Sam Whitelock, it's always been him with Dan Coles and the boys. You yeah. know, they they yeah. have that continuity. You can see they understand each other. When With the throw jump, the, the ball is thrown in and it just allows Sam Whitelock a little bit of time to manoeuvre, you know. Um, it allows him rather so much time to manoeuvre and yeah. adjust to it. Yeah. So they understand each other. They understand each other's styles. These are very important parts of, of lifting and understanding where to throw. It doesn't just It's not just about the core. And um, it'll be interesting to see how Rassi is able to bring it together and Matt Proudfoot as well. Uh, and I, I have, I trust, um, I have no doubt that they will, they, they'll bring they'll it. They'll find a way. Yeah, they'll find it. You you, you make an interesting point and uh, I want to bring Kanyiso, Kemoraiza Chwaku into this conversation now. Fudge um, brings about uh, a point that for me boils down to trust. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that there's enough trust within that Springbok line-out combination for them to compete and be effective, say 99.9999% in the line-outs of the World Cup? There has to be because the line-out is probably the most important thing. Um, everyone will yeah. talk about the scrums, <laughs> but the line-out, with the fact that you can have a line-out almost anywhere on the field, unlike exactly. a scrum. A scrum, you, a scrum can be middle of the field, but it doesn't offer you the field, the, the width of the field. Yeah. It gives you different attacking options. Yes. Whereas a line-out is on the one side of the field. So you it also opens can't, up a full yeah, side of the field. You also can't plan a scrum. Yes. Whereas you can't a line-out, you can actually do things. You can actually form your whole game plan around a line-out. I mean, Argentina are an example of a team who live for line-outs. Because their scrum is an issue. But they know that all they need to do when they get penalties, kick for corner, kick for ball. Because a lot of their work, especially through um, Attila Fuente, he takes the ball up from where? First phase, from a line out. Even when you watch schools, right, a lot of teams score a large number of tries mm-hmm. from first mm-hmm. phase ball, from line out, because mm-hmm. you're then getting your backs to shift in defense. Mm-hmm. You are trying to make create mismatches from where? Line out. Because if you move the ball across the field, you'll try to get your outside backs matched up with props. If I think if you watch, especially great college in particular, they're the one school, I think Salborn to an extent, and I think um, Paul Jim to an extent, they're the schools that they do away from a line out. They always try to move the ball as wide, as quickly as possible to try, to try and create mismatches where you've got backs running against forwards. So that's where the line out becomes important because it is a static yet fluid phase of play that actually opens up teams. That's why the all blacks the OPEX live for the line-out. Mm. I think England, mm. Ireland, actually all the teams live for the line-out. Mm. Well, um, do you then feel, at the back of that, I, l- I love doing these episodes with Ukema <laughs> because he just comes with the stats <laughs> where yes. I don't know where he banks oh, them. The best. So now, as somebody who's been on the field and who understands the dynamics of being under that pressure and things not working right, what is the smartest decision for Rasi to make in terms of selection in this particular area. Uh, look, you you just you have you, you you mentioned it perfectly. It does come down to trust. You need to you need to trust the combinations, and you need to trust that those players are trust each other, and they have some mm. sort of a, a vibe going on mm. between them. Because when the nonsense hits the fan, <laughs> my friend. It's going to come down to how comfortable are these players under pressure. That's you know, do they know each other? You know, do and, they know each other? And I want to take Lunga back to one of the most critical lineups we've ever seen in the World Cup. Right? Steve Thompson, somehow it's mm. a messy lineup, but he picked out Lewis Moody. Mm-hmm. And that lineup caught Australia off the loop because mm-hmm. they tried to compete and they didn't. The ball was sent to Delalio, he crashed up. Matt Dawson broke. 
and he created the space for who? Johnny Wilkinson mm-hmm. to hit the top goal. So that was in 2003. Mm-hmm. And England hit a jackpot liner to where Australia half-heartedly competed. Mm-hmm. Had they competed, they would have won that board. And chances are, the World Cup final results could have been different, but maybe it could have been written in stars. Yeah. But Lewis Moody caught that ball. And he was able to give it to Matt Dawson. Mm. And England started mm. phases that led to Johnny mm. Wilkinson's try. Exactly. And it all comes down to that half heart. And how does that creep into things? How does that complacency creep into things when you've got someone who lives for the line out? And yeah. number five, who lives for the line out? A Victor Matfield, for yeah. instance. Yeah. I, I myself lived for the line out. We won com- junior competitions. Hooray. Because on our five meter, we were competing. Yeah. Right? You see, you can see it by the players shifting and moving, communicating with the props. And I just don't see that desperateness when we, on, on our competition. And it's going to be vital in the World Cup, as Kay just mentioned now, how just even being in the right place and lifting just a little bit too too softly, a little bit too complacently, because your prop is sleeping and the lock isn't awakening him. The Springboks lost 57-0 to the All Blacks in Albany. The first part they got, I was actually having a chat with Lindsay Vi about that. I once played against him, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) The first facet of the game that they lost was a line and the game went pear-shaped from there. Mm-hmm. Once New Zealand owned the line-out, they owned that facet of play. That meant that the box couldn't trust themselves to win their own ball at the mm-hmm. line-out. And if you can't win your own ball at the line-out, you're going to defend for 55, 60% yeah. time. And if you defend for that long in the test match, you're going to be found wanting. The first thing that the box sorted out under us was a line-out. All right, because time is money and money is not something we have in our bank accounts, or at least let me say myself, (laughs) Um, we're going to have to wrap it up. Three things that I take from this conversation. It's we need to make sure that our line out is speak and span. And we need to make sure that we find a working combination to support Udemian and just cross our fingers that Udemian is going to come to the fore. Final uh, final. Area of focus for the box if they are to come back with the Web Ellis Trophy. Look, quickest way to lose morale in a side is to be losing your lineouts. I love the example you just used. Okay, like it, it, it really is like that because you're losing now exit. You're losing defensive lineouts on your 22. Immediately you're under pressure. The back line is absolutely upset, and you lose one or two, three of those, and it, it changes the momentum of the game. Yeah. You can see the morale being lost. That is a vital part. I think also the center combination is going to be key. What Rasi does and how he gets the best out of those players is going to be cool. key. Once we get a, a 12 who functions well with Lukanyo Am, I think we'll be good to go. But I think every other base is sorted. Okay, so that's about it. Uh, really, there is nothing, there is no third uh, area to focus on. The box are good to go, and they'll come back with the Web Ellis Trophy if they can fix their lineouts and they can make sure that they've got the right center combinations. That's about that. That's a Driggs. I can't uh, wait. Gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been quite a fun uh, squad announcement. Uh, pleasure spending it with you, boys. Uh, hopefully, we'll chop it up again. Um, I don't know. Maybe before the first September game. September 22. September 20. Maybe September 20 before the tournament. <laughs> Can I just get a feel, maybe, Spoo? Uh, predictions for the first game? How comfortable are the box winning it? Box by a penalty. Kemo? Back New Zealand to win that one. By a penalty? By, by, by three points. Three points? Fudge? Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> it's a World Cup game. <laughs> it's tough. It's I don't game. see us winning if we beat them the first game. I just, 
I just don't I just don't see how that is a disadvantage for New Zealand, an advantage for us going into the knockouts. So I will say that um, New Zealand win that game by 15 to 20 points. Massacre. We like World Cup. Like you get a it's not like the quarterfinals be any easy. You okay. It's one of Ireland or Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Now I say it's going to be a draw. And on that, I'm doing a spook. <laughs> All right. I'll wrap it up. It's been good chopping it up, boys. We'll uh, see each other at the next one. The squad is announced. The die is cast. Thank you, Emo. Let's move on and let's move on to the tournament, boys. That's it for me, Spoom Chigeliso, and you've been listening to the Sports Live podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do also catch us on timeslive.co.za, as well as Sowetan Live, Business Live. We are also on Iono FM, the Apple Podcast Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. It could be Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, Pocket Cast, wherever. To connect with us, please use the hashtag Sports Live. Share your comments with us at Times Live or at Sowetan Live on Twitter. A big thank you goes out to the multimedia live team led by Scott Peter Smith and producer Paige Muller, as well as the Tiso Black Star Digital Sports Department, headed by Ninawa Mchana Nkoko. Our sound and audio mixer is Innocent Manike. From us at the Sports Live podcast, it's goodbye for now. Bye.